The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, good evening. We made it to Friday. Glad you are here. Big show planned. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight because, well, it's Friday, and really, that's what Fridays are for, right? 855-616-1620. If you want to get involved in the fun on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, you can do that. If you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He's here. He's executive producing the big broadcast. Be nice to him. He'll let you through to me. And if you want to text, Tommy, uh, you're, you talking to me right before the show made me change the text question of the night. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Well, maybe we'll do one later, or it'll come up. But I've changed the text question of the night is, when was the last time you were truly embarrassed? The last time you were truly embarrassed. Mm. And we need, we need a couple details. We, we don't know I, I definitely can think of the last time I was truly embarrassed. All right. Well, let's all right. Let's go. You're you're you've got it on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. I just told you mine, and I will tell it. <laughs> no, I will tell it to uh, to everybody else. So, when was the last time you were truly embarrassed? So, my family is extremely artistic when it comes to uh, you know music, art, whatever, theater. They're all involved in that. Oh, wow. I ended up taking a different path, really, and chose the sports and athletics path when I was in school and did mostly that. I never really did any art or theater when I was in high school. You were never in the music band? Uh, I did do the play my senior year, but that was for academic purposes because of the director. <laughs> and okay. We won't we won't criminalize anyone. Okay. Um, I, I, listen, I understand. Uh, we... So anyway, when you get to college, you have to take some arts credits, right? And I had, right. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'll take this drawing for non-art majors class, okay? And That sounds like it should be accessible. Right. I, that's kind of my thought on it, right? You know, it's there's no art majors, so I'm not I'm I'm not really feeling too much pressure and the first day goes by, okay, cool. Second day he has a still in, right? Hey, draw this still. We're going to do this, okay? See where you guys are at. And I'm really trying in this class, okay? I, I mean, I am severely like, okay, I'm going to take my time. We have like an hour and change to do this. I'll erase a little bit. I was talking to the girl next to me, looking at her. She was doing a great job. I was like, whoa, you're not an art major? No, I'm a computer science. Okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> and uh, I do mine, and I'm really proud of mine. Like, okay, this is this is pretty good for me, I feel like. Yeah. And the teacher then decides to... Uh, go around the class, pick some of his favorites from the class, right? And yes. you would have thought <laughs> Van Gogh himself had impregnated everyone in the Kenosha area right before I was born, too, <laughs> because the entire class was immaculate, Brian. None of these people, none of them at all are art majors, and I am sitting here with... Like stick figure, terrible, like just <laughs> awful. I mean, it's this is so, the sun. It's, it's so a big ball, bad. I mean, just <laughs> terrible. And I went up to the teacher after, and I said, "Look, Tom, uh, I'm gonna drop the class. Like, there's no way I'm gonna compete <laughs> with the rest of this." He pulled like six or seven, which oh, is really like God. a third of the class at the time, too. Okay, all just amazing things didn't even pick the girl next to me who i thought whoa she's doing a pretty good job right next to me right, right. i wasn't trying to be better than anyone 
but I wasn't even in the same ballpark as anyone. I mean, it was oh. terrible. So I took theater one and ended up taking theater two actually. There you after. go. So I, I got my arts credits that way. But yeah, a hundred percent freshman year of college art class drawing for non-art majors the last time I was truly embarrassed. Well, as Clint Eastwood said in Magnum Force, a man's got to know his limitations. It's bad. I would never... I'm with you. I cannot draw to save my life. No, cannot. I mean, you you might be able to tell what I was trying to draw. You know, you go, I think that's a cow and a barn. I think, maybe. Yeah. Because the building is red um, and the animal is black and white. Has four legs, so I'm guessing it's a cow and a thing. But no, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have done that. Well, my uh, my embarrassment happened mere hours ago. So, you know, I didn't have to go all the way back to college. I admire the fact that you had to go all the way back to college for an embarrassing. Yeah, I'm a story. pretty confident guy. I, I don't get embarrassed too often. So, but that uh, one really, really hurt. Yeah, and that was in front of people your age. Right. And a and a guy who teaches art students. Right. So that makes sense. Mine was in front of a third grader, a fifth grader, and an art teacher. Uh, well, we have that in we common. We have that in common. I was just going to say art teacher. That's where it stops, though, because there were no pencils or paper involved. This was, um, at school, part of my day as the PE teacher is playground duty during lunch. I'm a play, I supervise two recesses. The third recess is the fifth and the third graders. And there's a kid. He doesn't really play with other kids. Uh, he always wants to throw the football with uh, one of the adults. And he's a good kid. I have him in class, and he's, he's a pretty decent athlete. So today, he usually, well, he usually throws with the PE teacher. But now that I'm the PE teacher, he's been throwing with the art teacher, who is about it's got to be 20 years younger than me. Um, now, I haven't thrown a football in a long, long time. And even when I did throw a football, I've never been great at throwing a football. I'm more of a, well, I played I played line in grade school. And, you, you were in you the know, trenches. I was in the trenches. I'm right. not a finesse player. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you, were, <laughs> I'm the you, were, you were a hog molly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They dropped me down in the middle, yeah. and I just kept people away from the guys who could really throw the football. Sure. But now, that being said, I could throw a football okay. Um, I'm not, you know, dropping 50-yard bombs on people, but I at least I at least knew how to get a spiral going. Uh, that all went away today. He goes, do you want to throw? Now, I've been, I was going to say in my defense, but truly, there is no defense. I've been teaching these kids for the last month how to throw a ball and a frisbee. And for some reason, the first two football throws, I threw almost like a ball. And they bounced about 10 yards in front of me, and I was mortified. And the kid, the third grader's eyes were like pie plates. He was like, oh my God, what kind of Neanderthal can't throw a football? And... Then I was like, okay, hold on. And I unzipped my coat 
and I'm, you know, rolling my arm around, stretching my arm out a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I haven't thrown a football in a long time. I was never really good. I'm trying to make all these excuses to an eight-year-old, you know, who's who's already looking at me like I'm the biggest failure on the planet. And, and then the art teacher is just slinging it as this well, day is going sure, on, right? Because then the kid comes up to me after I throw a couple, um, and he goes, you played football, right? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Just but then, kids are too honest. Then once I was able to throw it a little, uh then they he wants to do a route. And he goes, I'm gonna do a post. And he runs like 40 yards. And I'm like, that well, guess what? This one's bouncing at you too. Cause there's maybe hook it back. Hook it back. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you come in? There's a lot of coverage. Let's see. How about just a couple screens? Just over the line. We just throw that way. So then he sees now the art teacher has finished what he was doing and he just yells out to him, Hey, you want to throw the football? And I'm like, Oh. So the art teacher walks over. I go, Yeah, why don't you throw the football? Why don't you throw the football? And then I slunk away. It was horrifying. I'm telling you, Tommy, I have never thrown a ball as poorly as I did the first two throws today, probably since the first time I picked up a ball when I was, I don't know, two, three years old. You, uh, was, I thought it was I like riding a bike. It. You know, you never forget. That's not true. Oh. Well, I've been, I've been throwing, I've been throwing dodgeballs and uh, yarn balls and frisbees, and those are all going fine. The kids are... Off times, the kids are like, ooh. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Even this kid. Even this kid when he's in PE and I'm letting a Frisbee rip. He's like, ooh. It's, it's an easier motion on the shoulder. I guess. Again, I never. It would have been. The only thing that would have made it worse is if he had said, you want to throw the football? And I went, yeah, I was all state in high school. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just and then really I throw it like been... I'm trying to throw a bag of wheat. Yeah, it, that would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been the worst. So there's the last time I was, uh, and, and it's nice because it it's fresh. Fresh embarrassment is always like Tommy had a good story, but his was like yours was vintage. It had aged like wine. It mm. was it was nice. Mine was mine was fresh out of the butcher to get that kind of like like a nice juice. <laughs> yeah. Like a nice juice. <laughs> 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. And that is our text question of the night. When was the last time you were truly embarrassed? We'll get to that and what I consider pretty good news uh, coming out of Michigan today. That and a whole lot more. It's WTMJ Nights. More WTMJ Nights coming up. It is a nice time of the year, and it's a nice day for justice, I think. A lot of time we hear about, you know, these school shootings way too much. There was just one uh, yesterday at the University of, Los, uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, that was two days ago, I guess, and it was a guy. This was, this was an older guy who had been turned down for jobs as, professor, as a professor, at uh, some different at UNLV and some different Nevada universities, um, we hear about them all the time. Well, the trial for the kid who killed four people and um, terrorized others in Oxford, Michigan, at the Oxford High School, uh, he was 15 when he did this. Well, today the judge sentenced him to life in prison 
for killing the four students and terrorizing others. Uh, he, the judge, and this is, see, why I want to give this judge a shout-out, Judge Kwame Rowe, is because in a lot of these kind of trials, they give victim impact statements. They, they have people come in, whether they're the victims, um, if they've just been wounded, or family members of you know the four, the four kids who were killed, and they say how this event affects them. And now, obviously, it affects them negatively, but the stories are very emotional. And a lot of times, even when the judges hear these, they say, well, you know, we they listen to the defense attorneys. Uh, in this case, the defense attorneys were trying for a shorter sentence, but uh, the judge, again, shout out Judge Kwame Rowe, uh, rejected those pleas. He wasn't going to he wasn't going to go with a shorter sentence and he ensured that this kid who's now 17 is not ever getting an opportunity for parole. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with a, a 17-year-old who committed this crime when he was 15. I'm fine with him going away and not coming back. Uh especially this is the kid, uh, and I don't want to say his name, 17 now, like I said, he was 15 when he committed the crime. He said right before he was um, sentenced, my actions were what I chose to do. I could not stop myself. I am a really bad person. I've done terrible things. Okay, see ya. You know, good luck. This is very unusual for Michigan and a lot of places. Life sentences are rare there because... The Michigan courts and the U.S. Supreme Court had said that the acts of minors must be viewed differently than the crimes of adults. And I can only see that if somebody is, I don't know, six, seven, you know, under 12. If you're 15 and you do this and you admit to it and you say, listen, I, I couldn't help myself. I'm a horrible human being. Okay, yeah, at 17, you can get you can get sentenced as as an adult, even though you were 15 when you did it. Um, if you're going to if you're going to do a life sentence, uh, you know I get not doing the life sentence. I should say on somebody younger than that, somebody who's 10. Yeah, and I know you I know you might be thinking, well, Brian, that's only a five year difference. Yeah, I know, but five years, the mentality of a 10 year old and the mentality of a 15 year old, while there are similarities. A 15-year-old does no better than a 10-year-old. And something like this, uh, and maybe it's, and I'll be honest, I may be a little more prone to consequences uh, watching how the education system works and kids who do horrible things not getting any consequences. And so when you take it to the ultimate horrible thing, murdering people in your school and terrorizing other people, uh, you know, because you're, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, okay, you've got mental health problems, great. Um, well, you also had a gun. If you just had mental health problems and, uh, you know, made some crazy statements, yeah, you, no, of course you're not getting life in prison. But you added a gun to it and then you killed four people, so... Boo-hoo, I got no sympathy for you. And uh, now he's going to go away. The judge said the shooting was planned well in advance. He noted that the shooter had plenty of time to stop as he walked through the school. Um, the judge also especially troubled by how one victim 
uh, was repeatedly shot. The judge said, quote, that is an execution, end quote. And then another was shot at point-blank range in a bathroom while another student was forced to watch. Uh, the judge said the court cannot ignore the deep trauma caused to the state of Michigan and the Oxford community. Earlier, he had allowed a framed photo of one of the victims to be placed near him while the slain uh, kid's dad talked to the uh, talked to the court. So there you go. Chalk one up for justice. They're not, that's as heavy as we're getting on Friday, Tommy. We're not. Uh, now it's Friday. Now we're gonna have. A, hey, we're gonna have we a talk fun. news. We talk news. We do. We talk about it all, and it's uh, it's just uh, horrible. After we're gonna do this, and then on the other side of the news, how happy are you at work? You might be surprised overall how happy Wisconsin workers are. Maybe you won't be. So. We'll get into that, but right now we've got to do this, and then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. The 262 says, I was truly, in capital letters, embarrassed when I dropped a two-liter carbonated drink bottle from a high shelf in the supermarket. It hit the center of the aisle hard, such that the cap partially cracked or, dischar or discharged, and the bottle went racing erratically back and forth across the aisle, spraying everything and me with sticky fizz until the bottle was nearly empty. Fortunately, no one else was close enough to get defiled, but several stood in, stood and stared in shock and then slowly backed away how stupid and shameful I felt. That is an embarrassing story. And from the 414, the last time I was truly embarrassed was when I stupidly ate a whole platter of asparagus at a steakhouse before a concert and I stunk up the men's room at the Epic Event Center Ugh. after the opening act. Oh, my God. All right. We we knew where that was going oh, when sure. you got to asparagus, right? We all knew I'll that was going to be there. I'll tell you what. I love asparagus. There's no shame in my game. I I wouldn't eat anything at a I would never go to a steakhouse before a concert. Only because that's a heavy meal. Right. Got to keep it light. Yeah, I'm going to be logy. I don't want to get drowsy. I don't want any intestinal distress. I want to just uh, I want to go to the concert lean and mean, which is I could go mean. I don't know if I could ever go lean, but uh no, either way. All right, on the other side of the news, I want to talk to you about how happy you are at work. A new study came out, and it ranked all 50 states um, based on a number of things. We all complain sometimes about our job, and that's, I think, just being human. We are a little upset, but truly, are you happy at work or not? We'll talk about that on the other side of the news, because right now it is 630 on WTMJ, and that means it's time to go to the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center. Wyatt Barmore Pooley, ready to roll. Welcome back. Well, you never left, did you? You listen to the news. Now you're here. How happy are you at work? It's Friday. I know it's Friday night. I know you probably don't want to think about work for another couple days if you are if you are a Monday through Friday, 9 to 5-er. Maybe the weekend is when you work. Maybe you work both. The weekdays and the weekends. Uh, but think about it. Even though we complain sometimes, if it came down to somebody going, are, really, are you happy at work or not? What would you say? Uh, because, now, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to blow smoke up, uh, up our bosses' behinds. This is a good job. I like this job. I'm happy at this job. Are there some days when it's not great? Yeah, you know why? Because it's work. And that's that's the way it goes. Some days are not the greatest. Most days are really good. Uh, you know, some days I get a call on the air from Tommy telling me I have no uh, I have no 
idea how to use the word riz, and then I feel less than. But I come back the next day, and I get going, you know. But you also have great coworkers that will teach you what riz is. I love it, and I do. I'm grateful for that. Those are some of the things I'm grateful for. That's what makes me happy. I'm happy with the people I work with and uh, that I get to do this job. That does not bode uh, the same for everybody in the state. Now, a new study came out, and it was uh, from Select Software Reviews. And I know we have to take a lot of this, uh, these these studies, you know, a grain of salt. Are they, are they that uh, weighted? But it's an interesting question. So they did a nationwide survey evaluating each state based on wages, quit rates, commute times, working hours, injuries, paid time off, and uh, state positivity levels. Uh, for your edification, the state with the unhappiest employees in the nation, Tommy, you want to take a 1 in 50 guess? It's not Wisconsin, a 1 in 49 guess? Ah, uh, okay. New York. I'll give you a regional hint. Oh, okay. Below the Mason-Dixon line. Okay, my next guess would have been Alabama. Oh, right next door. Mississippi. Uh, next door to that one. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Okay. I'm like, Sorry. wait, what's, what's right next to Georgia? Is it Mississippi or Alabama? It's Mississippi. Okay. All uh, right. Yes. Georgia has the unhappiest workers. Um, and they, they don't really say why. They have the, well, they do have the highest quit rate. Um, they ranked generally poorly for happiness across the state. I've been to Georgia, uh, you know. It's there's nice parts, uh, you know. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is from there, so I'm gonna lop off a couple points right there. Where do you think came in first? The happiest workers in the United States. Ooh, um, I'll give you a hint. Okay, north of the Mason-Dixon line, really, and west of the Mississippi. Okay, let me go back to third grade geography yeah. here. Uh, one yeah, I was of the, trying to picture a map in my head for the uh, Georgia, one, Georgia One of the Dakotas? Ooh, have you ever been to the Dakotas? There's not a lot going on there, but they got $2 black tables at every bar. I don't even know if there's businesses there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Minnesota. No. Uh, they See, tricky That's, about Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota made you think they were happy. But it was Minnesota niceness. Mm, okay. So they were not really happy. No, we're going way west of the Mississippi, all the way up to Alaska. Alaska came in first place due to shorter work weeks of 31.3 hours. I don't know if that has something to do with the sunshine or the darkness or whatever. Average wage of $52,000. Uh, Massachusetts had the highest average wage of any state, $58,450. And New York had the longest commute of any state at an average of 33.5 minutes. That is not a long commute. I don't think that's terrible for work, no. That is not a long commute. Uh, I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in Chicago. Uh, there's There's days coming into Milwaukee where 33 minutes would be lovely. Oh, yeah. So that is not good. Um, so that's, that's the, the happiest and the most unhappy for workers. I was a little surprised and I'm wondering people who work here in Wisconsin, not just Milwaukee, but all over came in, in the bottom half, Wisconsin ranked 34th out of 50. 
with a ha- uh, total score of 36.49. And so that is not, uh, that's not great. What is, now, uh, for, what's surrounding it? What's above it one and below it one? Uh, right above it is, hold on. Wrong Sorry, page. I didn't there mean to throw you So New spot. Hampshire is right above it at 33. That's 36.64. Nevada, 36.06. Michigan um, was 36th. Okay. The, the other surrounding states, uh, your friends in Minnesota were 5th, Tommy. 5th okay. happiest. So I believe that. So you were pretty that. close. Indiana, number 10. So in the top 10, you've got Minnesota and Indiana. Illinois came in 16th. Wow, I'm surprised that that's high. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, unless because I'm trying to think, uh, maybe. Well, you figure Chicago and the rest of Illinois are two different things. Right. So the commute time anywhere outside of the Chicago metro area is going to be a lot less. Um, Chicago's Chicago may have raised the average wage because I know down from central to southern Illinois the wages aren't all that great. Having been to Pretty much all of the top five biggest cities. Um, Chicago is probably the, my second favorite of all of them, I would say, too. So I could understand why people would enjoy being there. And the city itself, you know, while the traffic can be terrible, it's yeah. a lot easier to maneuver and get around places still, especially in the right. surrounding suburbs, rather than a New York where owning a car is pointless kind of thing. New York is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, and Chicago was set up on the grid system, and New York is an island, so it's it's hard to navigate anyway. All right, now that you said that, out of the top five biggest cities, you've already kind of poo-pooed uh, New York. So let me think where else you might be, where what your favorite is, if Chicago was second. Yeah, of the top five, top five. favorite cities. Let's see or of the top five most populated cities, which one would be my favorite one to be in as far as... I guess for this situation where I could see myself living. Right. Well, let's see. You got New York? No. You said Chicago already. Uh, I don't see you as an L.A. kind of guy. No, I actually liked it more than I thought I would, but no, could not live there. Way too expensive. Uh, Dallas? Uh, No. Hmm. It's in that state, though. Oh, uh, Austin? Houston. Isn't Houston Houston fourth? Houston's up there. Yeah, Houston keeps moving up. Yeah. No, I, Houston's great. Houston's a great town. It's super easy. There's Texas is just so big, and they haven't huge. done anything with the land in the grand scheme of things. So it's always a lot easier to get around. All right. Yeah, well, there's a lot of open. Like oh, you said. so open. I mean. There's a lot of open. And the cities, I've been to Dallas and Fort Worth I like, the and Arlington. That's the Metroplex. Um I've I've been to Houston. I can't remember it much. I was only there once. I've been to San Antonio. I really like that. It's pretty reminiscent uh, of Dallas too. Dallas okay. is very open as well. I think too. Yeah. The crazy one that really got me when I went to Dallas is the AT and T dome. They always show the angles of it where right. it's on the other side where you're seeing downtown Dallas kind of behind it. Sure. The other side is dirt. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's (laughs) nothing behind it. It is in the middle of its own place. Not anymore. Uh, I just went there in 2019, I guess. That's the last time I saw it like that. I was just there in January. Okay, okay. It was dirt four years ago. It's crazy. Now it's office parks, parking lots, 
there's a district with the ballpark and all kinds of stuff. So they're they're expanding a lot. Great, great but, town. Uh, yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, here's the uh, here are the t- top ten happiest states. Indiana, Arizona, Ohio, Maine, Nebraska, Minnesota, Colorado, North Dakota, Rhode Island, and number one was Alaska. And that's for worker happiness. And I've always wondered, I mean, I guess it's easy to say that if you're really unhappy at a job, find another one. But it is, it's tough to find a job, and sometimes... If you sometimes the pay outweighs the happiness, you go, man. I I'm not going to find another job where I'm making this kind of money, and uh, you know, my benefits are really good, and I live kind of close. And there's so many things that we tend to. And this is a sad, sad statement, but it, we are guilty of it. Is taking our own happiness and going, well, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll be happy on the weekends because you know what? I make it enough where I can maybe go on a little trip or maybe I have a a small fishing boat that I can drive over to the lake. And, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm going to put up with the guys at work who, you know, smell like cheese and uh, all the, all the other horrible things that go on. And my boss, who's just a goofball. uh, So we just, we just do that. But remember, it's only work. There's always, there's always other work. Maybe not the same, but there's no point in being unhappy. There's a lot of time for being on for being unhappy, and a lot of times where we should be trying to be happy. All right. Speaking of being happy, oh my goodness, uh, we're going to get into the great debate of shoes in the house. I have a uh, I have very strong feelings about this, despite the science that I will quote to you after this on WTMJ Nights. Cry. You better not pop Hold on, I'm finding out some very uh, infuriating news from Tommy, but we'll we'll take that off the air. That's a oh boy. Uh, are you an are you a shoe in the house person or one of these people who make everybody take their shoes off before they walk into your house? Because uh, I have always, always from the time, well, my whole life, our house was a wear your shoes, don't wear your shoes, whatever you want. If you want to walk in the house with shoes, as long as. As long as you're not, you know, your shoes aren't covered in mud or you haven't been traipsing through a field uh, following Clydesdales, picking up their mess, you walk around with uh, with your shoes on. So now it's the holiday season and maybe you're going over to people's homes for a holiday party. And I was reading something today where they were trying to decide if hosts should ask people to take their shoes off. Now, I'll be honest, if I show up at your house for a fancy schmancy party, and perhaps I'm wearing, you know, some of my uh, holiday best, and I'm looking good, I'm feeling good, I'm not taking my shoes off, walking around in my socks, or, you know, I have, uh, one, I have bad feet. I used to walk around barefoot all the time. But now I, you know, at home I usually wear slippers. Because I'm I'm of that age, Tommy. You get to an age I never I never thought I would own slippers. You're a moccasin guy. Oh man, the minute I get home, my my dogs are barking. I put on the slippers, wander about. Yeah, but uh, so you I, have designated house shoes, though. Well, no, I I will wear my shoes like if I know I have to go out again. 
I leave my shoes on. I walk around. I check them or I know what if I've walked in something. There have been, in my entire life, I think three times I've mistakenly walked in the house with something untoward on the bottom of my shoe. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty observant about where I walk. So I don't, I, the, the opposite is true. I will not wear my slippers outdoors. Even though they've got, you know, some nice rubber soles, I could I could theoretically wear them to go out to the garage or whatever, but I don't. Those are indoor shoes because I don't want them to get dirty, but I will wear it. So according to some doctors, oh, yes, uh, you should take shoes off before coming in the house because um, there's all sorts of health significance to having your shoes off in the house. Tommy, where do you fall on this? Shoes on or off in the house? I well, my I mean my house, I always take my my shoes are off immediately. It's just a comfort. Is that for comfort or Yeah, sanitation? no, it's a comfort thing, not okay. not for sanitation. Uh if I go somewhere else, I will keep my shoes on unless asked. Then I because yeah. I did grow up with a couple of friends who they were like, hey, just take your shoes off right there. Okay, cool. No problem with that. I can do that. But other than that, no, I would leave my shoes on if I did go out. I only had one friend, um, and it wasn't at his parents' house because it is. I grew up with him, uh, and we always wore our shoes in his parents' house. But after he got married, he was a no-shoes house. And I was like, oh. Okay, and I I would go and I would take my shoes off, but it was always it always seemed weird to me. Walking with it on carpet, I could be convinced is why you might be a no shoes house. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we had we were a hardwood floor family yeah. growing up. Yeah, exactly. So was, my my me growing up as well too. It's a little harder. Uh, plus, then the bottom of your feet get kind of dusty. Right. But that's what your brother's bed is for. When you hop into your bed before you swing your feet up, you <laughs> yeah. scrape your feet on the, on the oh side of his God. bed until he starts. You're a menace. Screaming. You're an absolute menace. I am I'm a horrible human <laughs> being. But is there is there? This is the question. Significant evidence that going shoeless stops the spread of germs? Well, one, uh, the Chancellor Professor for the Department of Earth Sciences at Indiana University, Purdue, um, says absolutely. And I go, listen, Mister Book Learner. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Oh, he says we can track all sorts of bacteria in, but certainly some of the ones we're most concerned about are E. coli and that uh, that cause severe abdominal cramps, bloody diarrhea, and vomiting. Mm, enjoy your dinner. Mm. There's been studies that swab the bottom of shoes and something like 99% of the shoes test positive for fecal material. Where are, where are you testing these people's shoes? How... Again, now I've three times probably in my life I've stepped in fecal material. They say studies have shown that in urban areas where there are older homes, lead in dust can also be tracked into the home on the surfaces of shoes. <laughs> Boy, lead poisoning and E. coli. I, I think some people just don't want, uh, you know, they don't want the lines that they vacuumed into their carpet moved. So... They say you should. They say you should wet mop every surface first, and then tell people to take their shoes off. Uh, I'm sorry. If again, uh, if especially now, especially the ladies, 
ladies, and this is not sexist, but you know, if you buy a nice outfit for a Christmas party and you've got, uh, you know, a beauty, beautiful dress and you get some nice high heels or some nice fancy flats, whatever, fancy holiday shoes, you don't then want to go walking around. Maybe you didn't get a pedicure that week. Things are just going to be awful. So lighten up, Francis. That's all I would say to you about your uh, no-shoe policy in the house. There you go. That's my hot no-shoe take. As I'm sitting here barefoot. uh, (laughs) And I'm wearing shoes. I got a giant blister on the side of my big toe, and I don't know how. So (laughs) that's why. why Probably need bigger shoes. No, it was. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why off the air. We got. Listen, we got things to do. My blister is none of anybody's concern uh, because right now we have to do this. Then it'll be news time on WTMJ nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ nights live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome to hour number two of the big show. Glad you are here. If you'd like to get involved, we would love to have you. The old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. You can also jump in with our text question of the night, which is when was the last time you were truly embarrassed? Um... The uh, let's see, we had we were talking about socks in the or shoes in the house before, and we got a couple a uh, couple texts, and I said I am always always wear my shoes in the house, and I do. I wear them in. If I decide then to put my slippers on, that's one thing. Uh, from the six oh eight, one of my cousins on my cousin's ranch, we had a mudroom for our cowboy boots. Well, sure, when I used to work construction, I didn't wear my work boots into the house. That kind of thing is obvious. Um, from the 414, don't invite people over if you want them to take their shoes off in your home. Socks and feet aren't germ-free. Yeah, especially my socks and feet. I don't know about you, Tommy. Uh, my feet, uh, maybe they, I guess they perspire a little bit when I'm uh, walking around all day. So I'm guessing if I, you know, got my my socks on and I'm trudging around your house with my sweaty feet, that's that's got to be as nasty as... Just having my shoes on. Right, and I, I assume you will be like me in this instance. I have pretty big feet, too, so I pro- that probably adds to it as well. Yep. I got size 15s, baby. Oh, I'm 13. These do- yeah, see? So we got some big dogs. Right. Walking around. Um, another 414, I always take my shoes off immediately after I enter my apartment because there are many Canadian geese that deploy around the complex. My place of employment has turkeys and other wildlife on the premises. Uh, I don't take my shoes off at work, but I would if I was if I was directed or requested. Again, you have to use uh, common sense would dictate if you're around uh, wild animals and their potential droppings. Yes, you leave your shoes off. But most of us, most of us aren't. You know, I don't think we walk down the street and I, maybe I maybe I step in things and I'm oblivious. But I don't think I step in that much stuff. Tommy, are you always stepping in things? Are you finding things on the bottom of your shoe? Gum and dog dew and everything else? No, no, I don't step in enough grass, I think, either for that. Working downtown and whatnot, too. So, yes. I don't go Most through the of grass. Us are on a concrete lot. or in our cars. That's it. The only time I've the only time I've had problem with, with that is in my own backyard where my dogs don't have the courtesy to uh go in one spot and it, you know, it's every like a once in a while. That's just, they're just, uh, you know, that happens. 
All right, since we're talking about parties and taking your shoes off and going to parties, it is the party season. Uh, I don't get invited to many parties, which is fine, because you know I don't like to leave the house. But maybe you get invited to a lot of holiday parties. Uh, maybe you have a couple at work. Maybe who knows what's going on with your life. I hope it's very socially active. But you can go to a holiday party and be the person that is never invited back to a holiday party because your behavior is beyond despicable. Here are some of the rudest things you can do at a holiday party. And I'd like to, if you've hosted a party and you've had somebody do something that stood out because it was just so egregious that you never invited them back, please share with us. We like a heartwarming holiday story, but we also really love a holiday story where somebody was uh, a complete fool. We like to talk about those kind of things. Um, we'll just go through this quick because most of it's common sense. But unfortunately, we know common sense is not that common. So the rudest things you can do at a holiday party, the first is to bring an uninvited guest. I don't know who would do that. Just bring bring some people that uh, the, the host or hostess has not invited. Now, most people, they'll tell you, bring a plus one. That's okay. And... I'll be like, if I was going to a party, most of the time it's people that you like. And say my brother was in town and my brother wanted to go, you know, I said, hey, I got a party to go to that night. Would you like to go? I would then, I would call the host or hostess and I'd say, listen, um, I don't know what the plan is, but uh, is it okay if I bring my brother? And if they say yes, perfect. If they say no, now that's easy if you're just doing a, you know, if it's kind of like a just an open house kind of party. It's not a sit-down dinner. Then you could do that. But don't bring a, don't do that. Also, hiding a mess. That just means if you if you spill something, accidents happen. If you knock something over, uh, uh, horrible. But accidents do happen. Uh, don't be a child. Now, Tommy, I know what you You've gone to a party, you've spilled some red wine on a carpet, and then you just moved a chair over it and ski-daddled. I know that's one of your private shames. I hate to bring it public. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I have. I don't I don't drink a lot of wine, to be fair. But, but um, you like to look sophisticated at a party. Yeah, right. At the box stuff only, though. Um, I, I would say <laughs> that I am uh, I'm pretty good at admitting fault on things if i if i were to do anything i can't remember spilling something at a party ever I, but i've only spilled once and it was it's because i tripped up the stairs i wasn't drunk mm, they, they those had, big feet the big feet and they had they had really like this person had had their house professionally cleaned before the party and i think they uh put a little too much wax on the hardwood stairs mm. and my toe kind of caught and i spilled but I went and wiped it up. It was not a big, not a big deal. Not like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know what to do. So don't do that. Um, if it is a sit down dinner, be on time. I am a, I am a stickler for being on time unless it's one of those parties that they say the party's going to go from seven to eleven. Then I'll go. Okay, I can, I can arrive at seven thirty. Because you never, oh, you never want to be the first one. No, no. I would even... Never. I would even be later. I think I would be closer to eight if I heard a timeline like that. 
That you know what that makes sense because seven thirty is st- yeah I because I, everyone's I, thinking they want to show up late right right when you hear that timeline so, so even seven thirty to eight o'clock right right especially if you yeah, plan on seven thirty would be the seven o'clock right if know? and if you're coming at seven uh, you're assuming you're not staying till eleven I would say you're like okay I want to be one of the first ones out of here then well that goes to another rule but you but you're right if you're I love the people who come right at the beginning of the party and then let everybody know that they have so many other parties they have to go to. Right. Oh, this is take a picture is, to know uh, that I was here. Stop. And then we're we're yes. out after. Oh, yep. Thank God you graced us with your presence. I'm so, so many glad. people want to see you right now. Like. Yes, I I can't believe you're that popular because really you're a drip. But I'm so happy that so many people have requested your presence tonight that you need to zip about like some gadfly, a social gadfly. Um, the rudest thing was when a husband and wife brought to go containers for leftovers. Oh, Ooh. wow. You think that's that rude? That is... Yes. I mean, if it was a, it... to us, like most scenarios, yes. But I think at Thanksgiving, my family would be totally cool with that. Right, but that's a family Thanksgiving dinner. Right. It if doesn't, it's... The, I'm getting from this text that this is not family because most of the time you would, like a husband and wife, I would say my brother and sister-in-law oh, sure, or my sure. cousin and her husband, you know? No, that is, that, this... then it is kind of rude. Yes, that is rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, I, this year I didn't go because I wasn't feeling well, but there's, I go to one Christmas party a year. And the guy always has phenomenal food and drink. Um, now, you know, he, they have these meatballs that are just just terrific. If I showed up with a Ziploc bag because I was like, you know how much I like these meatballs? I'm taking a gallon of them home. That would be rude. Yes. One hundred, that, would, that would be rude. Um, another one they say is flouting the dress code. So, like, if you're going to an ugly sweater party, wear an ugly sweater. Don't be that person. Who is like, oh, I'm too cool to wear an ugly sweater. So I'm going to wear something even better. And it's going to make me the hit of the party. The Why Halloween not? party with no it. costume guy? Yeah. Well, right. You're a loser. Get in the spirit. Have some fun. I have, I've been looking for a, an ugly holiday sweater. I don't know where I'm at. Coles used to have really but good ones. But then I'm like, oh, it's... I've had good ones in the past. Unfortunately, they don't fit anymore. So now i got to try to find a new one, but I don't want to drop a ton of dough on it. Uh, don't critique the party. Don't get in heated arguments. Who wants to do that? Oh, t- <laughs> Wow. Somebody, oh, it, clarification. Thank you, Dexter. It was not family who brought the to-go container. Okay, yeah, then it's rude. Then it's rude. That is very rude. Uh, Tommy, somebody uh, somebody saying that you are so sophisticated that you sip your wine from a snifter. Oh, yeah. I, some say I should have been a sommelier instead of a radio producer. So, wow. Yeah, for all the That's finest nice. franzia I, I get out there. <laughs> now, when you, when you uncork the box, are you wearing a uh, velvet smoking jacket as well? I never am the first one to uncork the wine box. <laughs> It's usually it's hey we already have this open wine box should we finish this up? All right yeah okay let's do that. And the answer is always yes. Yeah. Um, all right somebody saying that about the shoes has anybody brought up the fact that cats use the litter box and dogs don't wipe their feet? 
Yeah. Well, mm. I also look at my dog's feet uh, when we bring, like, if it's, I'm watching. I'm watching the dog when he comes in. That's why we have a couple towels right by we the did have We did have a caller in here, too, saying, you know, culturally, that wavers, too. You know, he, for instance, true. in Japan, he said that public buildings you have to do this in. Well, listen, if I were ever in Japan, I would defer to their culture. Okay. And I would. I would take my shoes off. Get to wear a sick Komodo, too. I would. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't think I wouldn't be wearing a sumo diaper. Nonstop. Right. <laughs> Throwing salt in the air, clapping my hands, and right. stomping down the street. I'd be ready. Toughen it up uh, on the knuckles. <laughs> All right. Listen, we'll, uh, we'll get to a little more of this. We've got a lot to do, but we have to do some business. It's the holiday season, and if I don't, Mr. Scrooge will have me work Christmas Day. It's WTMJ Nights. I, uh, we were talking about the worst behavior you could exhibit at a holiday party if somebody invites you over to their home or uh, to a business party, whatever it was. And this I got into an argument, not an argument, a discussion with a friend of mine last week. Because he, I was talking about that, that party that I go to uh, every year, except this year because I was not feeling well. Um, and I always bring a little something. I'm from a generation that you always bring something to a party. Now, he is in his mid-30s, this friend of mine, and he said, yeah, I didn't bring anything to the party. And he was almost like a little bit proud of it. He said, well, you know, I, I brought stuff in the past and I didn't know. And then, But then he said, but then I got there and I saw that pretty much everybody else had brought something. And I'm like, yeah, you maniac. You have to bring something to a party. I don't care if, like, even when you're in college, you bring an extra 12-pack or something to a party. Bag of chips, always an easy one. Yes, a bag of chips, right. something. Something. Because you don't want to be that freeloader who shows up and doesn't have anything in their hands. Are you? Uh, where do you fall on this as a young man, Tommy? Uh, I would say that it's more a universal thing with the tighter group of friends that I have. If I invited someone over or invited people over... I would never expect it. I I don't expect it. Like, all right, we were taping, uh, you know, I do that podcast, Crafty Brewers, Tales Behind Craft Beer. Yeah, I saw the like inside that. of your house for the first time on the yes, last one. Yes, that was, mm -hmm. yes, thank you. We did a wraparound for the holiday episode from in front of my tree. And um, I don't, I definitely didn't expect the people I work with to bring something, but my co-host, brought in a, a plant and a couple little uh, treats from Trader Joe's, and it was very nice. And then my buddy, uh, he did. He walked in with a bag of chips, and I was happy to have him. But he made a big deal, like, oh, I can't believe I just brought a bag of chips. I'd be like, dude, we didn't expect anything. And, and a lot of times, if we're having uh, people over, they'll say, should we bring something? And then you can say no or if you want, whatever, you know, or like if it's a family thing, I go well if you you know you want to you want to bring a dessert or an appetizer that'd be fine, uh, but we've got everything else. But at least at least you ask. But like for a party like this, I would always bring something, whether it's a bottle of wine or um, you know if if like the host of this party is no longer married, but I would have brought you know a nice plant or some flowers for the hostess. I bring him a bottle of whiskey, something. One year one year I bought. Uh, 
a game for the whole family. Just a little something. You're not you're not spending a ton of dough, but it's like, hey, it's the holidays. Thank you for opening up your house. Uh, we're glad uh, we're glad that you invited us. So, thank you. Here's a little something. Uh, speaking of a little something, let's do a little business, and then, you know, I uh, I bemoan the fact that sometimes after a day with the kids at school, I'm a little bit tired. I think I have found a child who would not physically tire me out, but would mentally exhaust me. I will share that story after this on WTMG Nights. Ah, yes. The texts keep coming in, commenting on the shoes or no shoes from the 414. This is somebody who's been paying attention for a long time. I would be willing to bet significant money that Brian took off his shoes after he had to stand by the turtle pond and prevent kids from jumping or falling in. You are correct. I took those shoes off on the deck and made sure they were not. Uh, there was no uh, turtle goo underneath. Good one. 414 paying attention. That was, wow, that was way back in May. So very nice. All right, here's, uh, here's a quick story. You know, the children, uh, they're our future, Tommy. I believe they'll lead the way. A six-year-old, a six-year-old kindergartner from New Jersey has just been brought into Mensa. She has an unbelievable IQ of 137. She loves to study atomic weights. I, at my age, have no idea what atomic weights are. It's, chemis- it's chemistry. I, I didn't make it past that point of chemistry, though. See, I knew it was science, but, uh, yeah, I don't I, I believe don't know, it's periodic they- table, like whatever number oh, they I are. Know peri- oh, okay. And then, yeah, I think it's periodic. Don't quote me on that. I didn't take chemistry, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's from. I'll have to blow a call into my uh, daughter's boyfriend. He's getting his PhD in chemistry. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'd probably he'd see. Then I'd be embarrassed twice in one day. I don't need that kind of. I don't need that happening. Um, so she's in kindergarten. She was accepted into Mensa. Uh, her mom says she's just an amazing little kid that can teach you everything about whatever subject matter has sparked her interest at that moment. Um, She's been able to hold her bottle since the day she was born. She's rolled over and started to speak Mandarin seemingly out of nowhere at 18 months old. What? Maybe she's possessed. That's crazy. That's I mean, that's it's got to be hard to have a kid who's that brilliant. Um her dad or her mom trades stocks and owns an e-commerce business. Her dad is a health and physical education teacher. When she's not learning about atomic weights, she participates in soccer and takes karate. And uh, her mom just says, listen, we just uh, want her to be happy and healthy. So whatever she needs, I want her to get those needs and get those wants to live to her fullest potential. Good for her, six years old. A lot of six-year-olds think they're smarty pants, and yet they truly are not. On the other side of the news, we will be joined by comedian Rocky Laporte. He and I are doing a big show tomorrow night. We'll talk to you all about that and have a few yucks. But right now, it's 7.30, so we have to go to the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center. Wyatt Barmore Pooley, ready to go. Don't give them weird names, because then they do weird stuff. You know that? Yeah, names are important. You know Hitler? If that guy's name was Chip? None of that stuff would have happened. A guy like that serious little little chip Hitler. <laughs> you know? Like all the Nazis, they're having a meeting. They're like, guess who wants to be our leader? And they're like, cool, they're like, freaking chip. <laughs>
It's Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. That is the voice of Rocky Laporte. Uh, you may have seen Rocky on The Tonight Show, Last Comic Standing. He's got his own comedy specials on Comedy Central and Dry Bar Comedy. And tomorrow, he and I will be sharing the stage at Foundry 45 in Kawaskum. I've known Rocky a long time, and now here he is on the program. Hi, Rocky. How are you? Hey, Brian. Good to hear from you, buddy. How you been? I've been good. Now, we we go back a long way, but I haven't seen you in years. Uh, you've been uh, you've been all over TV. You've been doing all kinds of stuff. And now uh, you got to be excited to come back to Kawaska, Wisconsin. That's got to be oh, one you, of the highlights of your calendar year. <laughs> Absolutely. And it'll be good to see you too, man. It's been a long time, you know. It has. Uh, this is this is the first show. Are you feeling now? The guy who booked us, Jerry Walski, who is also on the show, is saying, you know, oh, this is the uh, the first show that they've ever done at Foundry Forty Five in Kowalskum. Are you feeling extra pressure, Rocky? I know, I know, I am. <laughs> you know what, Brian? People should come out and see the show because uh, it may be one of the last ones I might be doing because. Uh, I don't know if I told you or not, or if you heard, uh, I was doing tryouts. They had tryouts to be the Pope, you know? No, and, uh, really? Yeah, I sent in my application. They had tryouts in New Jersey this summer. <laughs> and I did, they told me I'm like a runner-up. So I'm, Is I'm, that right? know, I might be moving to Rome. Yeah, yeah. So this might be our last show, you know? Wow. Well, that added incentive for people to get out there. Why Why did they decide to do the tryouts in uh, the auditions in Jersey for the Pope? You'd think they'd fly you over to Rome. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, because uh, it would cost a lot to get everybody over there, you know. And, uh, That's true. So. <laughs> and everybody loves to go to Jersey anyway. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a lot of Catholics there. So sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited, you know. What do you think gives you the edge? Probably being Italian, you know. I think we need an Italian guy in there. And uh, yeah. people think I'm – this actually happened to me. We were doing a military. We are doing an Air Force base in Aviano, Italy. And we landed in Rome just for a little – like 45 minutes we had before we went from a civilian to a military aircraft. All right. And this Australian guy asked me where this cafe is. And I said, you go – I said, go down to the corner and go left, and it, you'll see it right there. And he thought I was from Rome, and he goes, your English is fairly good. I go, I'm from Chicago. And he laughed. And, like, he didn't even say it was good English. He said it was like just kind of like, okay. I'm like, this is the only language I know. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of rough when your language is only passable. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I got to do it That's your native tongue, living. Rocky. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. And then I joined that Ancestry.com. And uh, you should get on there, Brian. They traced my family all the way back to Taylor Street. Really? That's yeah. deep. Don't, your roots run deep. Yeah, there. And then some of them came over on a boat from Bridgeport. So <laughs> That had to be a harrowing journey across the river. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That had to be rough. The whole Laporte family just huddled together for, what, like a, a six, eight, ten-minute voyage. At least, at least, you know. <laughs> that had to be rough. <laughs> they went through hell. <laughs> so now it's getting. We're in December. I'm sure. I'm sure part of uh, part of the Foundry Forty Five uh, show pay that you'll get will go to your family Christmas. Are you set for Christmas yet? 
Uh, I'm still working on it a little bit, you know, like, um, but I love the holidays, you know, like, uh, the, the funny thing about like Thanksgiving and Christmas, like a few days after that, people always invite you over for leftovers, right? You ever notice right. that? Like, yeah. they're like, they're like, come eat some of this crap we're going to throw in the garbage if, you know, you weren't here, you know? <laughs> so there's Yeah, that. you know, something about uh, three-day-old manicotti just doesn't cut it. <laughs> yeah, right? Just not How about good. you? Did you get your Christmas stuff done? I uh, Well, my daughter, who is uh, 27, she's not a little kid, but she still likes to do... She likes, uh, she and I to go in on the gifts together to give to my wife. And so uh, I got the panicked uh, texts and phone calls starting before Thanksgiving that we were running out of time. And so, yeah, everything, I think everything is done because God forbid I I don't reply to a text like 30 seconds after she sends it. Suddenly I'm the worst father in the world. So, Uh, yeah, that's funny. What are you trying to, you're going to get her? No. The, On the uh, air, yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh, the the walls are thin. Uh, okay. Let's talk tomorrow. Let me do another quick plug for tomorrow night. The show okay. is at seven thirty. It's at Foundry Forty Five, which is at ninety four eighty US Forty Five in Kawaskum. You can go to foundry forty five dot com to get some tickets. Uh, I know there were a lot of tickets sold in advance, so uh, but you can still go. Tickets are only twenty bucks, and you're getting probably a hundred dollars worth of show. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Jerry's opening up, then it's going to be me. Then Rocky Laporte is closing things up. That's a lot of show right there, Rocky. They're they're. I would say if I'm coming in second or third week, I'm going to be a little intimidated by what happened the first week. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. They got some big guns (laughs) to follow, right? Yes, that's it. They're bringing in the big guns to Kowalskum tomorrow night. So for those for for people who watched your specials either on Dry Bar Comedy or Comedy Central. It's it's got to be kind of intimidating when they say, okay, you're going to do a special. How long does it take for you to feel comfortable that you're like, all right, I'm going to use this material, but I want to try this material? What's How long a process is it to be ready to tape a special? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I was working so much in clubs that it was just like, uh, you know, doing it another night, but it was like, you know, lit up with cameras and, you yeah. know, and I think, you know, because I was working the road so much, like I, you know, I had my chops, you know. Right. Uh, the Tonight Show was like nerve wracking, you know, because, you know, if you bomb in front of a couple million people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's hard to true. get that smell off you. No, that's, that's got to be rough because how they, did they keep watching you as you were uh, running your set at different clubs and giving you feedback on maybe try this joke or move this one here? Did they... Do they micromanage yeah. you like they the rumors and the legends were like back in the day? They were really hands on with the comics to tell them exactly what they wanted their set to be. Was that your experience too? Yeah, on the Tonight Show, uh, it was you had to do come in between five and a half, like five thirty and five forty five. Like oh, you know, you had a fifteen second window, and you had. Uh, yeah, I would have to run it almost every night at the Comedy Magic Club over there in Hermosa Beach yep. and just get your timing down. But I ended up getting so many applause breaks, I had to wait. Like, I didn't want to step on my laughs or whatever. So I, I had to cut stuff out in my head on, in the middle of the Tonight Show. You know, you go, oh, you know, the time's running down. and you're. Yeah. Trying. But I ended up getting a standing ovation. And that was nice. Like, 
that was wonderful. You know, I was just like over the moon with that. And yeah, it it's was, oh that it that's got to be that's got to be a feeling unparalleled by any others. As you're standing there, do you is there a clock that you can see that's counting you down so you know yeah. like what you got to dump? Yep, yep. And then they have cue cards in case you freeze and you forget your act. Oh <laughs> you no! Running every night for like a month. <laughs> And, well, it's got to be. I was skipping over the cue card, you know, like I was going, oh, I got to yeah. cut this bit out. I got to cut this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. It's nerve wracking. For the people who will never get the chance, can you describe what it's like to be standing backstage behind the curtain waiting for them to introduce you? I can't imagine the, the butterflies. And this is, and that's butterflies for a guy like you who's been on stage thousands and thousands of times but like you said yeah. before this is a whole different deal yeah yeah it's from a you know nationwide audience you know um well the first time i was supposed to do it i got bumped so oh. you know you you go through all the nerves and you know you want to barf <laughs> yeah and that whole thing so then the second and you know what i like i was calling my friend and they were having viewing parties like everywhere like oh, chicago no. and san francisco yeah all my so i got bumped and i go oh, rocky will be on you know we'll reschedule them so the second time i came on i got bumped again <laughs> oh no so the third time i go i'm not even saying that to nobody like i'm gonna because you know they tape it at like five in the afternoon right and then they air it that night so yeah. I waited till like we taped it. It was in the can, and then I called everybody and I go, "Okay, I'll tonight for sure. I'll be on." You know, <laughs> yeah. Unless unless NBC goes off the air, I'm gonna be yeah. tonight's the night. Yeah. There, is there somebody back there with you, like a stage manager or something, standing behind the curtain with you? Yeah, there's a guy that'll open a curtain and tell you to go out, you know, and um, I, I went, you know, a lot of times they'll ask you to bring a friend, you know, like you want to bring some, or, but I sure. didn't, I just wanted to be alone and go, like I, I would have made me more nervous, I think, if uh, there was someone there with me in the green room, you know? Yeah, I I agree. Sometimes you want, like having somebody around after, that would be fine, but I'm with you. It's beforehand. Like tomorrow, I'm not going to talk to you at all before the show. That's just that's just how it's gonna be. Uh, no, it'll be Rocky. Rocky started in Chicago. I started in Chicago, so we knew each other way back in the day, and we haven't seen each other for a long time. But we will be reunited tomorrow night at Foundry Forty Five, which is at ninety four eighty US Forty Five in Kowaskum, Wisconsin. You can go to foundry forty five dot com. Jerry Walski, myself. Rocky uh, Laporte is headlining the show. You've seen him on Comedy Central, Dry Bar Comedy, The Tonight Show. He's been everywhere. And if you were at any clubs in uh, anywhere in Wisconsin or the Midwest, you've seen Rocky, too. The show is at 7.30 tomorrow night, uh, again, at Foundry 45. Tickets only 20 bucks. You're going to get way more show than uh, you paid for. Rocky, it's uh, great to talk to you. Thanks for taking some time. I know it's Friday night. Uh, who knows? I don't. I don't know what uh, you usually do on a Friday night. Maybe you're just kicking back. Uh, I'm reading the Bible. Know. I got to get ready for this. Pope oh, that's right for your up. big Pope audition. All right, listen. <laughs> tomorrow, if you'd like, I'll bring a rosary. You can bless it, and I will try to become possessed by a demon on the way up, and you can practice your exorcisms. Bless you, my son. Thank you, thank you, Padre. I appreciate it, Rocky. I'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks Sounds a lot, good, Brian. Thanks, Have a brother. good night. 
That's Rocky Laporte. He may be the next pope. Uh, so catch him before he puts on the flowing robes and the big pointy hat and everything. Uh, Rocky is headlining the show tomorrow night at Foundry 45, 9480 US 45 in Kowaskum. I am uh, the feature act. And then Jerry Walski is the opening act. It's going to be a great, great show. Showtime is 7.30. At Foundry 45, if you haven't been there, it is a beautiful, beautiful venue. They do a lot of weddings. They do a lot of uh, big events there. And this is the very first comedy night that is going to be there. Tommy, I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's going to be a hoot. It sounds like it. I mean, yeah. with an Italian stallion like Rocky over there. I mean, he, he's going to be up there. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to be throwing jabs, punches. You, you told me to cut that audio right before, right yes. before the show started. I, I want to preface right before, uh, and I yeah. got it done pretty well, quickly. Well, you weren't going to have to use it for two hours. No, correct, <laughs> correct. But I, I do. You know, not all working computers in this room, so I had to go to another room to do it. Oh my and, god! Uh, you traveled all that way. <laughs> I. All right. I uh, I did laugh at it, so I at least was like, okay, that was worth cutting it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was a funny no, joke. It's, so it's funny when um, like I started doing stand up in Chicago after I moved. I I did my first like open mics down in St. Louis, and I had moved back to Chicago, and um, Rocky came in, and it's just uh, he's one of those guys you immediately paid attention to one because of the voice. And two, he was always really comfortable on stage. So it's going to be, and I haven't seen him in forever. Uh, but we're going to uh, we're going to be cutting it up tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to it. It's been a been a busy stand up month for me, and I'm glad to be back on stage and doing uh, doing that stuff. Let's see. Oh, people were <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so that's it. Foundry 45. Go there tomorrow night. It's. Uh, I'm looking at the map. Uh, Tommy claims it's 45 miles from downtown Milwaukee. It's 12 minutes north of West Bend. It's uh, not far from Lamira. It's uh, you know a quick drive from Port Washington. If you're at the Allen Edmonds store and you've picked up some beautiful shoes and you want to come over and show off, that would be great. Hop, skip, and a jump from anywhere. Uh, there you go. All right, let's. Uh, I'm going to get a bill, I think, from sales for the shameless plug, but. That's the way it goes. Let's do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ. On the other side of the news, we are opening the drive-through window. I am, uh, I'm loaded up, and Tommy has. Acted, Tommy said he's came in. He came in stacked for the drive-through window tonight. So we're going to be getting into that. This is kind of a. Uh, connected a little bit only because it's food wise um i have a hard time with spices because i don't have a sense of smell so tommy maybe you can help me with this uh mccormick they do all the spices and stuff they they're saying tamarind may be the flavor of the year they have named it the 2024 flavor of the year mm. um it comes from a tree that commonly grows throughout africa mexico asian and india and i've heard of it and i've had it like on the rim of a uh, michelada and uh, a drink, but I I don't really know much about it. Are you familiar with tamarind, Tommy? I I am not. I I wouldn't know. What would it be on like a chicken or something? Well, they say uh, it's got a a, pl a flavor profile that brings out all of what uh, all kinds of things, uh, tangy and sour foods. Uh, it's been uh, let's see. It doesn't really say what you can use it on. I guess you can use it on all kinds of things. 
They say because these these trend it's trending, and a lot of restaurants are using it. So that's it. We'll have to we'll have to do a little more. Do more a little little more research on tamarind. Like I said, it's I've had it in Mexican restaurants on the rim of a michelada, which is um, I'm also seeing it's popular in Indian cuisine. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's that's another place I've heard. There was there was an Indian place near that used to be near the house that had that name too. That's where that's why I was so familiar with it. I was like, oh, now that you say Indian food, I'm like, ah, uh, yes. There you go. All right. So that's going to be the spice of 2024, according to McCormick. And they make all the seasonings, don't they? They oh, the little red and white jars. All right. On the other side of the news, we are going to open the drive-through window. I am excited to hear what Tommy has found. Uh, it's always exciting when we tend to find the same things. And uh, I have one that I, I'm looking forward to a little, a uh, little debate on. But uh, we'll do that on the other side of the news which comes your way right after this on WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Butter pecan coffee at Dunkin'. That was Dunkin pretty donuts, good. you mean? Uh, yes. And I was shocked by the bill. Shout out Culver's, yeah. Shout I've heard very good things about their fish ride. I, I'm going to go to Panera. I'm going to get a bagel sandwich. Doritos and Papa John's are teaming up. Anything that says ranch. That's why I barely watch a Western about cattle drives. Uh, because of you guys, I had to analyze the hamburger. <laughs> we eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Night drive through window one more time. With Brian Noonan. And Tommy Wirtz. Yes, it is the drive through window. It's Friday night. Uh, I haven't had dinner. Tommy hasn't had dinner. So we always start uh, about 8 o'clock. We start getting a little peckish. And we're like, oh, there's a lot of uh, fast food news. And that's why we bring it to you right here. Uh, I'm going to start with McDonald's, Tommy. A, a frequent flyer here on the drive through window for two things. One... McDonald's came out the other day and said they plan on opening nearly 9,000 restaurants uh, and and to add 100 million loyalty members by 2027. McDonald's is going full out to try to get more people under the golden arches. Um, so obviously McDonald's at this point seemingly winning the fast food wars. But the bigger story, I've been following this on the news, it is insane have you heard about this little spin-off restaurant? Yeah, it is one of my it's one of our stories that we both had, I guess, coming into this. I, I have this one as well. Yes. All right, maybe you can help me. It's Cosmics mm-hmm. is the name of the restaurant. It's drive-through only. And it's beverage focused with a little bit of food. But what I I don't remember this. It is named after a uh, long forgotten minor McDonald's character. Uh, who was around in the mid-80s, so probably too too old for you too, Tommy. Yeah. He was a robot hybrid. Yeah, an alien-type uh, thing. Part alien, part surfer, part... Uh, yeah, but I, I don't remember who... Uh, I don't remember that. I don't... Uh, I don't remember that at all. I remember Mac Tonight. Yeah, that's the, the one we, we've done on him before. 
yes, we've talked about him. But I don't know. But this is um, the, the, the CEO said it's a uh, part alien, part surfer, part robot. Okay. So now they've opened this, this restaurant and they opened it a day early. It was supposed to open on, it was supposed to open to, uh, today, but they opened it yesterday just uh, because the demand was so high. People were lining up forever. And it's not, I mean, there's, there's some McDonald's stuff there because they do have Egg McMuffins, Bacon McMuffins, and some McFlurries, but it's, a big focus on beverages. So it's like a McDonald's Starbucks kind of hybrid. Right. They're they're trying to they're trying to get into the coffee game a little more. Yeah, but a lot of their stuff doesn't sound like coffee. It's a lot of teas, a lot of lemonades. It's slushes. it's a customizable drink drive-through. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh they have a, a turmeric spice latte. Chai tea lattes or a s'mores cold brew. And like you said, Tommy, you can customize it with different flavor syrups, energy or vitamin shots, and popping boba beads. And they okay. it looks like they did they open the one in Bolingbrook yesterday? Is that yes, the one you're talking it's about? In, it's in Bolingbrook. They're saying ten more in the next year. What uh so now you how, how close is that to your state of living? Is that is that a Chicago suburb? Bolingbrook is Bolingbrook is a southwest suburb okay. of Chicago. And um it's where like three fifty five and uh, fifty five. So if you're driving down the interstates, uh that's where it would be. It's a big there's a big uh, there's a lot of shopping and stuff over there. And and I but think just also the footage I saw it. Go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, another thing iconic about it. Almost like half the arch. They made a C out of the M kind of thing. Yeah, and flipped it. It's, right. It's kind of well. It's kind of it's space age to be with the. Uh, you know, it's kind of got that. Uh, it's like a C on its it? on its side, I guess, italicized, yeah. like a half a like McDonald's you, arch kind of thing. If you watched any of that old space kind of stuff or cars the animated movie it's got that kind of vibe to it mm-hmm. kind of a throwback to a 50s atomic age kind of kind of vibe and it doesn't there's no red in it like on the regular McDonald's you've got the the like you said it's half a golden arch and then but they do have the golden arches underneath the cosmos oh i do sign. see that now yes so you'd know oh okay and because it's drive through only there, there are, I, I, I'm, I don't know the exact number, but viewing it, there's a ton of drive-through lanes, but you gotta be, you gotta have a lot of people ready to work if all these drinks are customizable. Cause I don't know, I don't drive through Starbucks very often, but the few times I do, and I never go like in the morning or like right after work right, when it right. would be crowded. And there's still always lines at Starbucks. I will make a claim that they... So a big reason why they push this idea so hard is from what I'm seeing is because of the success of the Grimace birthday meal, which you were a huge yes. advocate of. I loved it. We're going to see a lot of McDonald's mascots popping up over the next few years, I think. But how many... I, they might I make mean, new they ones. They already use most of them. Right. I mean, they still need Hamburglar back, right? 
He, yeah, is he was he gone? They, Mayor McCheese has to come. Mayor back. McCheese again, right? And, you who know, was I'm, the bird in the uh, who was the bird in the aviator hat? Ah, uh, gosh, I, I used to I be mean. good at these ones, but I I can't remember the names of a lot of them. Yeah, they but used to have is, like the adventure show with them too, so I remember that they one. Did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, and I know we talked about last week. They're bringing back the buddies, the right, uh, yep. the Nugget buddies. So. A lot going on with McDonald's. They're never at a loss. Never. All right, Tommy, what do you got? Um, how about I do this one for for the people? I'm I'm gonna go for the people and then for you after. Okay, oh, so the first one is for the people. Uh, Wendy's starting tomorrow is offering 12 days of holiday deals. Uh, so each one of these next 12 days, they will have free or reduced prices on a lot of items for the holiday season. Uh, so December 9th, tomorrow, you can get a free Dave single with any purchase. If you mention this, I believe, I'm going to guess at least, uh, you'll need to do this through the app. Um, otherwise, you can apply the deal. Yeah, it's a mobile or web order if you want to do any of these. And then you just tell the people when you pick it up, boom, I got this order. There it is. So the Dave single is tomorrow. Sunday, it'll be a breakfast Baconator with any of the purchases. Uh, they have f- small Frosty on there the next day, taco salad, breakfast croissant. It's a new item every day, and you can check out each one of the 12 days and the meal that you can get for free for the holiday season. Wow, nice. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Shout out to Wendy's. Big Wendy's guy? I and I don't uh, yeah I enjoy Wendy's once in a while I don't go there as often I think because like their I like I like their burgers but I need two hands to eat them so it's a not it's not a good driving burger sure sure their, Chick- chicken their sandwiches chicken sandwich is yes. good for driving yes and they're they also some would say have the best nuggets in the game I have not had their nuggets I'll have to try them out mm-hmm. yeah I would I would best say that they in are the game that's a bold statement. I know, and especially after talking about the last company before this, and probably a lot of people would say those, but I would those have to, yeah, spicy I mean, nugs. Those, those are pretty good. Uh, Chick-fil-A, you can't sleep on Chick-fil-A nuggets. Yeah, but I, I, I tend to think that the sauce makes the nuggets better uh, because you could put anything in that Chick-fil-A sauce and it would taste amazing. So I, I think the Polynesian sauce or whatever it's called really is just – it's so elite, it doesn't even, it, you can't count the nuggets in with it. And where is the Polynesian sauce? Well, that's the Chick fil A sauce. That's the oh, best. Is that what they call it? Yeah, it's it's 100% the best sauce in fast food, and I don't oh, think it's very no, close. I, I've always just heard it called Chick fil A sauce. I have a bottle of it in the refrigerator. Yeah, it is <laughs> It is the best sauce in fast food history, I would, I would say. All right. Yeah. Well, this is good. This is good for Wendy's. Uh, and then the other one I had for you, another quick one. Yes. Uh, I wanted to mention this to you because I know your love for Krispy Kreme donuts is extremely high. Uh, yes. Maybe this of anyone. The next one on my pile. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe of anyone I know, Krispy Kreme donuts and you get along better than most relationships I've seen. Uh, <laughs> one day only, December twelfth. It is yes. buy any dozen, get a dozen for a dollar. That's right, and and 12, as soon 12. as soon as you see the lights pop on for fresh donuts, I know you'll you'll just be circling, waiting for that light to pop on, and then swipe in there 
get your free two dozen or, or get you a dollar dozen after you buy one that you were right. probably already maybe a buy. dozen maybe i take a dozen leave it in the teacher's lounge keep a dozen in the pe office right so 12 12 i guess it's dozen Tuesday. day that means yeah. monday night yeah monday night i'm gonna be sleeping out just be ready yeah it's like it's a uh, 2000 early 2000s uh black friday at best buy oh it's gonna be fantastic that well here's the other thing now you left you you left this out if you get the regular dozen, you can also get the special elf donuts. Oh. There are three special elf donuts that, uh, hold on. Oh. You going to grab something here? I had to bend over. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yes. So there, I'm back. So there I are covered. three special elf donuts that you can put in the regular dozen. The Buddy Makes Breakfast. It's a glazed donut topped with cake batter buttercream shaped like spaghetti, chocolate candy, sprinkles, and maple drizzle. There's the Buddy Snow Globe Donuts, a glazed donut covered with light blue icing, white sprinkles, powdered sugar, and an elf-shaped cookie piece. And finally, Christmas lights, uh, also topped with that same elf-shaped chocolate piece, but underneath it is a glazed donut dipped in chocolate icing and decorated with green icing and rainbow sprinkles. Brian, I'm, I'm going to have Ooh. to tell you something and be completely honest with you. I don't think I've ever had a Krispy Kreme donut. <sighs> ever. I'm going to let that news uh, sink in for a minute. <laughs> I know. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back. Uh, Burger King is uh, is next on the hit list or hit parade. The drive through window continues, uh, even though, quite frankly, I don't know how we'll do it. But we... I'll soldier on on WTMJ. I have put my disbelief in the fact that Tommy has never had a Krispy Kreme aside, and we will continue with the drive through window here on WTMJ Nights. 855-616-1620. You are always welcome to jump in with a comment. Maybe you've tried something new, like uh, the 414, who says Cops has a good eggnog shake this month. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and that I will need to do more cardio. Yes, I I agree. Um, my wife and daughter went on a Christmas cookie binge uh, baking last Sunday, and I'm like, can we please hide these cookies so I don't see them anymore? Uh, all right, let's get back to this. Now, Tommy had a very interesting story about Wendy's doing a lot of daily specials. Burger King has freebies all month. It started on December 1st with a free cheeseburger. Uh, and now they're going crazy. Every Friday this month, which is today, when you spend a dollar, uh, you can get free some sort of free food, ranging from a Whopper Junior, a chicken sandwich, and more. You use the app to get that. Other days of the week have different discounts. Every Wednesday, they have $3 Whoppers. Every Sunday, a zero delivery fee with a $5 purchase and a whole lot more. Rewards members can access the deals through the Burger King app. Um, it features a returning menu item, Cheesy Tots. I've They say they're beloved. The cheese-filled tater tots last appeared on BK Menus in 2021. They're now available nationwide in a four- or eight-piece version. And also back on the menu are BK Melts. Oh, the Melts are actually really good. Are they? I love a patty melt. I am a big fan of the BK Melts. They, I'm pretty sure, just flip the buns upside down 
but it, they are delicious. According to this, it says they use rounded bread rather than a hamburger bun. Okay, so I think they use the bottoms of hamburger buns is what Maybe. I'm instead, and then they like turn them inside out. But they're they are delicious. However, they do it. I I went through a little bit of a phase of those this last summer. <laughs> now so. they have three. Did you have a favorite? They have a classic, a bacon melt, and a new shroom and Swiss melt. Oh, I think they had a. I think I was just a classic then because none of those sound familiar. I'm not really a mushroom and Swiss guy. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a fan of mushrooms, and I don't think I would have went crazy with the bacon. I think they had one that had like a thousand island on it or something that was like really good, and so it must have just been the classic. uh, Stacker sauce is what they're saying. Okay. So maybe it's the stacker sauce you're thinking. Yeah, that one. Two Whopper Junior patties, melted American cheese, caramelized onions, and stacker sauce. Yep, yep. Because the onions were on it for sure. It's definitely the the classic. The classic. And then the bacon one is just the classic with bacon. Right. And so that's, that's just a little I when I oh God, this sounds weird. Um I don't really ask or prefer bacon on my burgers because I just feel like it's a little much whenever I do it. You know, I'd much rather have really? you know, I, I like it and I'll I'll eat it for sure. I don't go out of my way and order <laughs> bacon on my hamburgers. I will put bacon on my hamburgers when I make them at home. Uh, however, I am always I am always appalled at the price some places charge right. to put a couple. It'll be three extra dollars now, to bur- put bacon on it. Yeah. No, if the burger comes with bacon and it's a kind of burger that I'm looking for, I'm down. Let's go. Uh, so, you know, I much yeah, more need onion cheap. than I need bacon on a burger. I'm with you. Now, are you a grilled or raw? Uh, grilled, preferably, but I, if they didn't offer it, I would take the raw onion. I, I, I need onion on my burgers. Need. I do, too. I'm 100% with you on that. A, a burger's not a burger unless it has onion. Correct. And I, I, also, I also am a grilled first, but um, don't, I, I don't throw shade at the raw, but if I, have a, if I have an opportunity for grilled, I'm putting grilled. Oh, in. yeah. I mean... That's one of the foods that I didn't like as a kid that when I grew up a little bit, I I totally fell in love with, and that is onions. Wow. Used to hate them as a kid. See, really? Oh, yeah. I've always, I've always liked onions. My wife will only eat raw onions, and my daughter is like me. She prefers grilled onions. They're delicious. Caramelized onions are oh, so good. And so easy. So easy to make. So easy. So delish. They're so easy. And when you walk through the concourse at uh, Miller Park and you're you're looking to get a hot dog or a brat, you're like, oh, man. My, my daughter will go, they're the grilled onions. I'm like, yep, they're the grilled onions. Oh, also uh, need four onions four on those. weighing in. What's that? I said also need onions on brats and hot dogs always. Oh, oh, oh of course, 100%. Please. There's nothing that, that onions uh, don't make better. Uh, 414 asking to fry the egg on a burger. I say yes. Uh, I always do ask for the egg well done, though. I lo- there's, there's, a, there's a place I go. Uh, it's, a, it's a tavern, and it's a place that my mom loves to go. They make great food, and they have this hangover burger, mm-hmm. and it's a big, big burger patty. It's got bacon and a fried egg and some sort of sauce, and oh, my goodness. First place I ever had fried egg on a burger was at Fat Burger out in Los Angeles. And now, 
You know, every once in a while, I can't have it all the time because that's that's a lot. Right. When you put bacon and eggs on a burger, but if you you know, every once in a while. You got to you got to throw one on there. You ever ever had an egg on a burger? Oh yeah, yeah, I've had it. Um again, just won't go out of my way to get it, but I know some people swear by it. So I absolutely understand that as well being on a burger. That's, that's a, Oh, I have a, an answer to a question that we asked earlier today. Uh it's Birdie the Early Bird mm. was the mascot with the uh, the aviator helmet. Birdie was active from 1980 to present. I don't, I don't see her now. Uh, then, all right, here, the Fry Kids I don't remember as mascots for McDonald's. They look like, uh, I don't know, yarn balls with feet. So if you look, then, if you Google the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald, it used to yeah. be that was like Ronald's playhouse or whatever that they made a TV show out of, and that's how I remembered okay. the characters. Is that where I – was Captain Crook on that too? Yes, all right, because I was going to say I have never heard of him or the professor, so they must have been on the TV show. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, they made they made a little TV series out of it, maybe a season or two only. But I used to love watching it. Do you know Tommy if Wendy still does the free frosties when the Bucks win? Uh yes, they do. Oh, that question coming in from the four one four. So yes, they do. Yeah, Justin Garcia actually reads that off every time they win. There you go. They didn't win the and last yes. time they played, so maybe you no. didn't hear it. But yes, yeah. they do. Four and four says not embarrassed to ask for a free frosty. No, don't be embarrassed. Go get that free frosty. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We got uh, that's the drive-through window. Did you have any others, Tommy? No, no, we covered everything. I'm glad we uh, had some overlap right. there. There was a quick, uh, quick thing. We'll do this quick. Four major changes are coming to Domino's in 2024. Uh, I will still say, every once in a while, a Domino's hits the spot. They are not the primary go-to pizza, but man, oh man, sometimes uh, you just need that. It's like comfort food. As far as chain pizza, I would say Domino's passes the test. Yeah, they've made they've made drastic improvements. Yeah, if you haven't had Domino's in, in a long time. The crust is better. The sauce is really good. Uh, very spicy sauce, just the regular sauce. Um, they're usually running really good deals too. So if you're looking for value, you can get like for a long time they were running two two topping medium pizzas and it came out to like 13 14 bucks for the two pizzas. So that's not bad. They're going to upgrade their website and app. They're going to uh increased personalization during the ordering process. They're going to implement this through use of personal pizza ordering assistant. Oh. Boy, that's fancy. Fancy. Um, they're doing. Yeah, it is fancy. I, I I don't know how much personalization I need. And their their app works surprisingly smooth. It's very nice. Back of the house innovations. Uh, they're going to have new technological upgrades and new ovens. They're going to advance kitchen operations with new ovens to make the pizzas faster and be less costly than previous models. I don't know how much faster you get. I don't. I don't know if I need to, a pizza any faster than McDonald or. Uh, Domino's already makes a pizza. You know, I put the order in, and I have to have my coat on because it's like, hurry up, your pizza's almost ready. And like, I haven't even left the house. I just hit some mid-order, and you got you to go. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. And uh, I don't know if you remember uh, a former congressman 
And I say former because a week ago he was expelled. And now he is the butt of more jokes. And I know that doesn't sound possible, but it's true. And we'll talk about it here on WTMJ Nights. Yeah, it's a full show tonight. We are here until 9 o'clock. Glad you're with us. 855-616-1620. The old National Bank uh, talk and text line. Uh... Tommy Bryant, question, smell this, a thousand girls at AmFam or Lambo. Uh, I don't know what that means, but well, I like to read it anyway. I, I will say that he's. I think he's just asking food at a football game or food at a baseball game, and it's 100% oh. food at a baseball game. Yeah, because you're, you're out walking around. You're not all bundled up. And I can't smell the onions. I love the taste of the onions. Um, other people tell me about the smell of the onions, so... That's what I like to do. All right, remember George Santos? Oh, it seems like ages ago he was a congressman, doesn't it? And it's only been a week since he was expelled from Congress. George Santos has been the butt of late-night humor since all the lies started coming out. Uh, We still don't know. Tommy, maybe you've done some investigating. We still don't know why he was holding a baby sometimes toward the end. And if that baby was indeed a doll or a real baby? If it was a doll, that would be just hilarious. Uh, The whole thing with him was nuts. He didn't go to the schools he said he went to. You know the story. The guy's guy's a lunatic. And somehow he won, but I think the people in New York who voted for him voted for the fake George Santos that he had created and not the the drag performer, uh, you know, liar and uh, accused criminal that he is uh, that he has become so now as a disgraced congressman he is going on cameo i haven't heard of cameo in probably a year it, it, for a while it was the biggest thing remember did you ever uh, did you ever get a cameo tommy did you ever do a cameo for somebody oh god i should put my face on cameo for all those wtmj nights and drive through window fans That's right but um and all the people who listen to you with justin and you, you oh man you could probably charge I don't know, eight, ten bucks. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could definitely see five, definitely five. Uh, but no, I have <laughs> not, I have not actually purchased one. They, I do love to with my brother. Actually, it's a game we do. Uh, we will scroll cameo to see how much people are charging for their cameos. We think that's a fun game because it's like, oh my god, you can get this guy for three bucks, or <laughs> why the heck is this guy? Charging three hundred dollars for I know. a thirty-second read. I uh, for a while you heard about it all the time. I guess it's still out there. And yes, it is funny because there are tons of. I'm going to put some celebrity in air quotes. Then some legit people that you've really heard of, and you're like, "Wow, one, why would they even go on cameo? Two, all right, they're charging this. I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't. I." I don't know, like I'm not a fan of anybody enough for my wife or daughter to go, oh, we got to get him a cameo. Now, it might be funny for some people, like if, I don't know, let's just say, for example, Tommy hated Barry Manilow, and this is all, I'm making this all up, Uh, and then we got, if Barry Manilow were doing cameo, which I highly doubt he would be, um, you know, then we get... Tommy a Barry Manilow cameo where he's uh, fawning over Tommy and wishing him a happy birthday. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, That would be the only reason why. But George Santos is now on cameo. All right, Tommy, let's play the fun game that you and your brother play. 
What do you think George Santos is charging for a 30-second recording on Cameo? So I I cheated. I, I know the answer to this. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to look up to see who was the most expensive person on Cameo, and George Santos was pretty high on this list, so I know how much he costed. He cost $500. That's just ridiculous. It's Well, he set his asking price at $75 at first, and... I guess maybe maybe because he lost his 174,000 congressional salary, he decided you know what? Uh that's a huge increase. That's a lot. That's the kind of increase that the Republicans would be blaming on President Biden. That's that's huge. I can't do the math on it percentage-wise, but it's a few hundred percent. Right. It's a bunch. That's a bunch. So, $500. Well, um, all the all the late night shows have had a George Santos impersonator running around, and uh, late night with Jimmy Kimmel is uh, or Jimmy Kimmel Live rather ha- is no exception. So last night Jimmy Kimmel comes on, and I try to watch Jimmy Kimmel's monologue before I fall asleep or as I'm falling asleep. Um, not that the monologue puts me to sleep, but that's bedtime. Anyway, he decided he was going to try. Well. I'll let Jimmy I'll let Jimmy describe it to you. The request was George, please congratulate my friend Gary Fortuna for winning the Clearwater Florida beef eating contest. He ate almost six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes, which was a new record. Not feeling great right now. Doctor thinks he'll be released from the hospital soon. Please wish him a speedy recovery. All right. Will Santos say it? Let's find out. Hey Gary Fortuna. George Santos here. I just wanted to stop by to congratulate you for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. Eating six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes is a all-time new record, which is amazing and impressive. Congratulations for the win. I know you're feeling a little under the weather, but I hear from a great source that the doctor said that you'll be released from the hospital soon and recover well. Look, have a speedy recovery, and then enjoy the festivities of the end of the year. Bye. Pretty good. Five stars. You want to try another one? George, please congratulate my mom, Brenda, on the successful cloning of her beloved schnauzer, Adolf. She and Dr. Hounschnaufer went through a lot of dogs in the trial runs, but they finally got it to stick. Tell her to give Adolf a big belly rub for me. Will Santos say it? Hey, Brenda, I wanted to congratulate you on successfully cloning your beloved schnauzer, Adolf. I know it was a lot of trials and tribulations, but you finally did it. Now you get to enjoy Adolf and be happy. So give him a belly rub for me. You want one more? All right, we're, we're going to give you the two. Uh, because let's be honest, do we really think there's anything George Santos won't do for money? So Jimmy Kimmel had said, listen, I hate giving guys like George Santos the money, but this is too funny. And the you got the premise of the game. Would George Santos do it? And yes, he did. Um, you know, cloning the schnauzer was, uh, that was the best one. I can't remember what the last one was, but man, that, that was, so now that's what you do. If you're a disgraced former congressman. You go on Cameo, and you start to, uh, 
you start to sell your uh, start to sell your money. All right, let's do it. Just a couple. I just want to do a couple, Tommy, to see if you can guess. Now you're not on Cameo right now, are you? Uh, I am, but I only Get looked off. up one thing, and I won't look anything up. I just wanted to. Do you have the most expensive person? Because I do have the most expensive person. I don't. I was just going to give you some random celebs. Okay. To see if you can guess. Just to, just to, the, most the expensive? most expensive person shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Kevin O'Leary, aka Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Yeah. Fifteen hundred dollars. Stop it. Yes. Stop it. That is the highest you are allowed to go on there. There are two others I saw, which is like a celebrity chef, Shipra Kana. I've never even heard of her, and Boozy the rapper. Okay. I, I assume you don't know who Boozy is either, though. I don't. You, you're okay. right. Yeah. 100%. I have no idea. I have been accused of being Boozy at times. Yeah. Not a rapper, just, uh, you know, somebody who's had a couple all of right, All right. Fire off some of these. I want to know. All right. Let's go to, uh, we're going to go to the drama category. Okay. The drama category. All about it. Um, let me see if I can find someone uh, a little bit in your age range. If not... That's okay. Let's start with let's start with a very famous actor, Bruce Dern. Mm. Bruce Dern. $75. Oh, Tommy, you insult the great Bruce Dern. He was in Nebraska, The Hateful Eight, so many others. $200. Oh, all right. $200. All right. Let's see if we can uh, take Tommy to a comedy Comedy actor. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to put more respect on these guys' names. Sorry. Please, please do. Please put some uh, put some respect on their names. This guy, uh, you know him. He's uh, he's been in Scream. He's been on all kinds of stuff. He was married to Courtney Cox. David Arquette. Oh, is that more than Bruce Dern? Uh, let's say same price, two hundred dollars. Oh, no. David Arquette is a bargain at $100. Oh, all right. All right. He's got a 4.96 rating, and he's his turnaround is 24 hours. That's pretty good. That is very good. I like that. All right. How about Cedric the Entertainer? Man, he should be higher. Give, give him 250 bucks. That is right on the money. Oh, 250 let's bucks. Let's go. Exactly. Nice. Nice. That was that. That was, was context good. clues. I wouldn't have guessed that. If we hadn't started at Bruce Dern. Oh, is that right? Yeah. No, uh, he right. should be like 100 bucks. How about, uh, listen, he can do anything. How about Chuck Norris? Um, I would hope he's more. And a big meme guy, too. Uh, $300. Ooh. You, you put a little too much a little too much respect on Chuck Norris. $250. $250 as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was going to spend 250 bucks, I would way faster go to Chuck Norris than Cedric the Entertainer. All right. And let's leave with one more. This is the last one. He is the voice of Pumbaa in The Lion King, actor Ernie Sabella. Um, if he gets to do it in the Pumbaa voice, that should probably bump it up. But I'll go 100 bucks. $27. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna say 125. That was my number, but there's some on there. Like I saw David Henry, who's like a big childhood actor of mine, was yeah. like 25 bucks on there. Uh, you know, there's a couple others that you can get at a pretty decent price for athletes. But 
Yeah, I know. Cameo. Crazy way to make money if you're a celebrity. Yeah, it's, it's insane. All right, let's take a, a quick break, and then Santa is packing, and some people aren't happy about it. We'll talk about it after this. WTMJ Nights. You won't be here to with my uh, You know it's almost the end of the show when that book music so comes out. That's what the things are. The mood is changing a little bit. We're winding you. down. Tommy is figuring out what he's going to so run out to the food court to get for Oh, you remembered on Fridays, yeah. It's Fridays. Friday's your, Friday's your dinner in the uh, in the food court day. What are, you, what are we thinking tonight? Uh, I don't know. I usually like to look ahead on the app sometimes, and, you know, I can just order it right now and then right away be done but um i think i might go out and explore and try something else i don't know i like i like a couple of things here there's uh there's some good stuff yeah 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 and it's definitely priced to where it's like okay once a week we can do that otherwise yes. no <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's uh yeah. you're you're spending 15 dollars easily but it's a nice Friday treat. No, yeah, and they're and it's tasty. I don't think there's any place here that I would say doesn't have good food. So yeah, it's evolved nicely since it opened. Right. The, yeah. Uh, so they have a great great noodles, great chicken. They got hot dogs if you're into that kind of thing. I I, I also can't justify paying eight dollars for a hot dog. I mean, no, come on, stop. No. That's crazy. So, uh, but otherwise, yeah, yeah, I'll find something out there. Maybe a sandwich. Good. I don't want you to waste away. Uh, you need your sustenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Claus is used for all sorts of advertising, we know. And uh, somewhere in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, uh, Santa is being used to advertise something that has some people all revved up. Uh, Santa Claus is being used to advertise for a gun shop. That's right. Um, the uh, H&H Shooting Sports has Santa on a billboard. And uh, they, the owners of the gun shop say, hey, it's not, uh, you know, not meant to be controversial. But then, of course, uh, the Moms Demand Action, which is a gun violence prevention program in Oklahoma City, they're very upset. They say it misses the mark on so many different places. Um, the gun store people say, are we advertising to children here to say, hey, Santa likes guns? You're, you kids, you like guns? No, I don't know. So I was I was torn by this because yes, Santa is Santa is for kids. But Santa is used to advertise everything from Coca-Cola to uh, razors to everything. Santa's everything. And guns are legal. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want Santa now, you can't really advertise cigarettes or booze anymore, but you can put stuff on billboards. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want Santa selling cools. I'm sure he did back in the day. They used Santa in tobacco advertising. When it comes to guns, though, I get where I don't have a problem with the store using it. I do understand where some people might be upset with with the billboard because Santa is carrying an assault style weapon in this on this billboard. Santa looks pretty rough. He's all jacked up. I like him. He's a jacked up Santa. He's packing heat. Uh, I don't I don't mind the billboard. Like I said, if though you have kids and you're in a community where there's a lot of gun violence, and I don't know many communities that don't have a lot of gun violence anymore, big cities. Oklahoma City is, in fact, a big city. Um, I can see where they're getting a little uh, bent out of shape about that. But, again, the gun store people are like, listen, we're sorry. We didn't mean to offend anybody. This was the 
This was their statement. We love Santa Claus as much as the next person, and we thought this billboard would be a fun way to share our holiday spirit with our customers. We chose an image of Santa with a firearm because that is what we sell. We know that a large number of people give guns as Christmas presents, and we want those people to know that Santa shops at H&H. I gotcha. I'm down. Good for you. Um, Enjoy it. And, you know, if you have to explain to your kids why Santa has a gun, well... That's okay. Santa's got a gun. Uh, Last-minute Christmas uh, gift suggestion. Uh, An Englishman who is a self-proclaimed bad taxidermist is sharing his Christmas decorations, which include dead chick baubles. Yes. Uh, He's made headlines before for his bizarre taxidermy, including a rabbit toaster, chicken magnets, and duckling skin mirrors. This guy sounds like the Ed Gein of Christmas. little creepy. uh, He's out there. And you can, uh, you know, you can pick those up if you want. All right, listen, we are out of time. We got to get out of here. Dave Ramsey coming up on the other side of the news. Tommy, happy hunting in the uh, in the food court. I hope you find something delicious. Thank you for all your help tonight. Uh, thanks again to Rocky Laporte. We'll be at uh, Foundry Forty Five in Kowaskum tomorrow night. You can go to foundry-45.com to get your tickets for the show. I will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.